I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show live. For this Friday, August the 11th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Greetings, friends. Jack still sick. Still hoping slash planning to join us at some point when he rallies a bit. As I mentioned to him at the very end of the show, I'm not entirely convinced it wouldn't be a better idea to just rest. But, uh... One can only suggest such things to another adult. (laughs) Nobody really orders anyone to do anything around here. It's just requests and suggestions. This morning, we are laboring under the tutelage of General Manager, the people of Maui, Hawaii. As the death toll from that horrific wildfire just continues to rise. It's just so terribly, frighteningly reminiscent of the so-called campfire, a name that I've never liked, uh, that that burned Paradise, California with so many lives lost. Um, Dry conditions, a bit of a drought, and and very dry conditions, very low humidity the last few days, and very high winds because there's a hurricane several miles out. Um, As I mentioned yesterday, the New York Times simply explained that climate change caused the wildfires. Well, again, all of us are on Earth right now, and none of us are on fire, but Hawaii was. So what happened there specifically? If you can let down your weirdly religious climate change enthusiasm for a moment. 
So anyways, the typical wildfire story. It just seems so odd and counterintuitive for the lush, you know, surrounded by ocean for hundreds of miles uh, Hawaii to be burning like that. But yeah, the entire town leveled and now it's 50 some uh, perished. Uh, although I, we tend not to get fixated on death counts because they always rise and they're sometimes inaccurate and just it's, it's, there's a weird ghoulish like glee in reporting bigger numbers in the news that seems distasteful anyway but many many people died just terrible and the airport i guess is so uh, there in, in maui is so inundated with humanity people are crawling inside x-ray machines to sleep because there's nowhere to lie down just a wild, terrible, terrible scene. So anyway, our, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Hawaii, as they say, and certainly our federal, federal disaster dollars will be with you in a bit. It's especially uh, nightmarish for Hawaii. Well, it's obviously, you know, the loss of life and the loss of the the town of Lahaina, is it? Um, it's, it's, it's terrible enough, but... Tourism is an, an enormous part of the Hawaiian economy on Maui, as you probably know. I can't remember. I saw a figure the other day, but it's significantly more than half. I mean, it's like 80%. That is the economy. Tourists come and spending money and eating and drinking, staying in hotels and playing golf and buying knickknacks and souvenirs and, and that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, uh, rough stuff. Uh, all sorts of good stuff to talk about today, uh, way more than we could possibly fit in for a summer Friday. It's just teeming with, with news of significance. This is not news of significance. I love this headline with very pink illustrations in the Wall Street Journal. The summer women flexed their spending power. By turning out in groups, women created a multiplier effect and propelled watershed success for the Barbie movie, Beyonce, and Taylor Swift. And it's interesting, this illustration that they use to, well, illustrate the article. Um, they have uh, their uh, Beyonce and Taylor Swift and uh, who's, oh, that's, uh, that's uh, Margot Robbie as, uh, as Barbie. And it's interesting to me that all three of those women are like top one hundredth of one percent beautiful and glamorous and spectacular hair. And they're all three wearing sparkly gowns. And I just think that's interesting. I, you know, now uh, uh, Barbie, she's an actress playing an incredibly beautiful doll, so I get that. But how many not attractive women are popular female pop stars. Every female pop star I can think of is gorgeous. One could argue perhaps that Lizzo is an alternate, uh, you know, look. But I just thought that was interesting. What does that mean? What does that say? Uh, if, if I got some ugly bearded guy picking his guitar and playing and singing some fabulous song i don't care if he's homely is that a woman thing or a just a pop music thing i don't know anyway uh let's start the show officially now according to fcc rules and regulations here we go at mark people close to joe biden or people close to donald trump but i'm talking about joe biden making tens of millions of dollars because of their closeness to him 
that can't be something that you like. That can't be something that you're comfortable with um, as a phenomenon. Look, I, I always worry about the influence peddlers in Washington, regardless of party affiliation. And she rambles on like that for some time, not uh, really saying anything specific at all. Um, although, you know what? It's funny. That clip had been sold to me by uh, the good folks on the staff here, uh, perhaps fraudulently, as as her really dodging the question. But her in uh, saying in response to the question about the Biden uh, influence peddling scheme, referring to influence peddlers, I think that's significant. Of course, she wants the far left, further left uh, branch of the Democratic Party to get more power. She wants to be in control of the economy. Elizabeth Warren, Warren is a central planner. Um, so who knows? Maybe she's part of that cabal that wants to get rid of Biden because he's gasped too moderate. <sighs> On the way, we have not only uh, a mailbag and the freedom-loving quote of the day, but clips of the week is outstanding. So why don't we break on time? All of that is coming up in moments. Stay with us. University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Happy Friday. 
Good show today. Lots and lots of stuff to talk about. As I mentioned last segment, it's just the pace of the news and, and, and interesting things happening. It's it's great. It's a little exhausting at times, but man, there's a lot. So let's get to it. Your freedom-loving quote of the day and mailbag coming up in a moment. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's the Friday tradition. Cow clips of the week. Three, two, one, lift off. We want to be very civil, right? In the practice, you got a bug on. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. And that is called Bidenomics. Hilarious. I love you too. <laughs> I said, I don't think you want that, so move your boat before I call the police. And they, they started shooting birds at us. And I'm like, my name is Rylan. Wow. Sweet wins. Is there a memory that stands out to you? Probably equal pay chance. That's when Musk fired back. Shouldn't you focus on not letting your app die? Think of that. Our southern border is the largest crime scene in the country. As a group of suspected cartel gunmen are seen crossing illegally, armed with rifles and body armor. If the president were to drop by, I'd tell him he's an idiot. The border is secure. Republicans should have one simple message. No border security, no funding. What difference does it make, one way or another, for you if he's on that stage or he's not? I mean, I'll have more time to speak because he won't be droning out about his three indictments with a fourth to come. Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. Every single thing that President Trump is being prosecuted for involved aspirational asks. You were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I never talk business in anybody. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, it is smoke, it is smoke, it is smoke. And I think there's actually a little bit of a fire. There's at least an ember. Pain, anger, and grief as the Gold Star families tell their stories together. And to come up with the plan that they attempted to carry out is despicable. We're up against folks who'd rather let repeat offenders walk free than get tough on crime. I'm a pickleball instructor. To be honest with you, I have no idea why this sport exploded. This isn't even a real sport. It was invented for the elderly to improve their blood circulation. And Michael Lorenzen has thrown the 14th no-hitter in Philadelphia Phillies history. You take what you need and you leave the rest. But you never have taken the very My, that was all this week. Craziness. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. It's credited to Will and Ariel Durant. Interesting. I guess they spoke in a pair. Civilization is not inherited. It has to be learned and earned by each generation anew. If the transmission should be interrupted for one century, civilization would die and we would be savages again. Well, that is undeniably true. There is a story out of Seattle that is the perfect illustration of that. 
Uh, if we have time, we'll we'll squeeze that in in the very very near future. Very appropriate quote there. Mailbag. You can drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I wonder how quickly I can find that. Uh, that's Seattle story. That's uh, around here somewhere. Uh, let's see. Yeah, drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Scott writes. Joe, I think you were wrong about an email yesterday. Read the narcissism of small distinctions or differences. The writer, Matt, may actually be a big fan. We'd listen to your One More Thing podcast the day before about irony. Correcting a statement about small distinctions with a statement about a small difference? Isn't that ironic? Sounds like a game of 3D chess to me. (laughs) But I quibble. All right, Dan. You and your verbal jousting. Get! Get out of here! To debate or not to debate, Rob writes, uh, listening to your discussion whether Trump should participate in the debate, uh, we suggested that if we were his campaign manager, we would recommend no. He says, as a citizen looking for leadership, this frustrates me to no end and contributes to my overall lack of enthusiasm and confidence in the parties. It's like a sports team sandbagging at the end of the year to maintain a favorable bracket, etc. I find it horrid. Any real competitor doesn't just want to win. They want to beat the rest, uh, beat the best on the way to leave no doubt. What good is a win if you cowered in the presence of real competition? To say Trump has nothing to gain because he is ahead in the polls is extremely short-sighted. What he could gain is respect and recognition as a true leader. And he goes on in that vein for some time. Well, I agree with you completely, Rob, but we were merely approaching it from the position of a campaign manager whose job is to get the candidate elected. And if you are way ahead in the polls, you're opa-dope. That's just what you do. You don't roll the dice if you don't have to. I agree with you on principle 100%, my friend. But if my job's to get somebody elected and they're way ahead, mm-mm, we're going to put out pleasant-sounding press releases, period. If you're leading by 50 and 60 and 70 points, do you do that or not? I don't know. Should I? Okay, you ready? Poll. We take a free poll. Should I do the debate? No, yeah, yeah, no. I don't I have no idea what the crowd was yelling. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's a good point, Rob, but it's just politics is so much uglier than that. It's such a grubby, disgusting, rat-infested, flea-biting thing. Uh, Keeping in mind, James Lindsay is big on this lately. I think he's absolutely right. Equity, the term equity is interchangeable with socialism. It takes the assets of a society and redistributes them according to the desires of they who are in charge. Regardless of who earned what, who worked, who just it's equity is interchangeable with socialism. And we got this note from, uh, let's see, I think it's Fred. Uh, the same day you talked about pulling the pulling back of DEI and corporations. Oh, yeah, that field, director of DEI, DEI outrage. It's, it's disappearing in corporate America. All these people are getting fired. It's, it, it was here today, gone today as a frantic trend in the boardrooms post-George Floyd. Anyway, uh, same day we were talking about that, uh, job opening came out in King County, uh, Washington. That's Seattle. Equity, inclusion, and belonging manage belonging, one hundred sixty-two grand a year. 
The Equity Inclusion and Belonging Manager will champion the development and implementation of a systemic approach to equity and social justice within the King County Sheriff's Office. Ah, so they now have a director of socialism, or they're trying to hire a director of socialism for the sheriff's department in King County. That is so interesting. 162 grand. Yeah, it's wow. good, good work if you can get it. Well, it's tough work promoting socialism because people uh, instinctively rebel against it. Uh, actually, everybody but those who realize, hey, I'm never getting anything or going anywhere. I, I have no talent. I don't like putting in effort. That's the crowd that likes socialism. Uh, let's see. Here's a, I retweeted this last night. Um, it's a video of the police in the U.K. arresting an autistic girl for telling a policewoman she looks like a lesbian. She said specifically, you look like my Nana, who's a lesbian. Because th- this girl is quite quite autistic and had no idea that well that is a homophobic public order offense in britain and this these cops arrest this terrified screaming autistic girl for saying the wrong thing i'm telling you i will fight this stuff until i'm dead in including with my two little fists balled up uh, got some bonus email coming up in a moment or two that's really good. The ongoing discussion of am I right about moderate abortion policies will yield to fewer abortions on the conservative side. Stay with us or grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's some fairly significant breaking-ish news about some of the prisoners, American prisoners held in Iran. Um... Why don't we, uh, Michael, let's go ahead and run 52 from ABC News, Martha Raddatz reporting. After months of secret negotiations, five Americans, the last known American prisoners held by Iran, finally freed from Tehran's notorious Evan prison after years of incarceration. Three of the Americans, Siamak Namazi, held since 2015, Murad Tabaz and Imad Sargi, are accused of espionage, which they vehemently deny. The fourth and fifth Americans want to remain anonymous. All five now under house arrest in Iran until the terms of the agreement between Iran and the U.S. are finalized. That deal calls for the release of $6 billion in oil revenue from South Korea that had been tied up by U.S. sanctions. U.S. officials saying the money must be used for humanitarian reasons. It will likely take at least four or five weeks for that money to come through and the prisoners hopefully brought back to the U.S. The White House saying the negotiations remain delicate. You know, I have several comments, but I'm looking at the sound sheet here, and I think Mike Pompeo um, reacted in similar fashion. Why don't we get his voice on? Why not? 53, Michael. We're now at about a billion dollars a hostage. That market price will be recognized by the Russians, by the North Koreans who hold an American who came across the border. And the chance that the Iranians will take further American hostages only increases as a result of this. Yeah, the market price for hostages has clearly gone up a, a billion dollars each. And uh, what of the and, and okay, uh, should Martha Raddatz, as a journalist, have pointed out the ridiculousness of the idea that they have to use the money for humanitarian purposes? Go ahead with clip fifty-four, Michael. This money that goes to Iran, they say it's going only for humanitarian assistance. They have a budget. They can either spend it on medicine and food for their people, or they can use it to arm Hezbollah and build their nuclear program. And now now they don't have to spend it on medicine and food. They can use it to put American lives at risk. And that's just indecent. Not only that, but money is fungible. All right, I'll give you this pile of money, but don't you dare spend it on, on guns. All right, we'll take that $6 billion, put it into our food and medicine for babies budget, freeing up $6 billion that was there to go buy guns. What the hell? Are we children? I mean, is it just for popular domestic consumption? So they can say, no, 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 we're not giving the money to the most malign terrorist-sponsoring regime in the Middle East to do their evil stuff. We're uh, saying we're giving them uh, humanitarian aid. But you'd have to be really a dope to fall for that. So why bother at all? The hostage takers know precisely what's going on. They're not fooled. (laughs) Wow. 
So I guess we do negotiate with terrorists and kidnappers. And we give them big piles of money to free our people up. Uh, And you might be in favor of that. You might be against it. We can have that discussion someday. But then you make the ridiculous claim that you're not doing that, I guess, for the poor dopey voters' benefit. Hmm. Seems a little odd. Uh, I I would also... I feel like a lot of these people are Iranian-American. They have family back in the old country. You know, maybe they're immigrants themselves, whatever. Um, But if they have the Stars and Stripes on their passport, they are a huge target target to get kidnapped. And I know we have, like, the strongest possible travel advisory to Iran. But being a free country, I mean, if you want to go some, if you want to go to North Korea, we're actually going to stop you. You know, it's it's the mark of good countries and awful countries. Which countries force their people to stay? And which countries have so many people who want to get in, they have to limit who gets in. Um, so go ahead to North Korea. Go ahead to Iran to see your grandma. But we can't spend a billion dollars to get you back if you get snatched up by the uh, the horrible regime there. You know, Iranian-Americans know better than anybody what a horrible regime it is. So (sighs) what's our national responsibility if you put yourself uh, in the way of trouble like that? I don't know. I find that whole story troubling and dishonest. A little bonus mailbag here. I thought this was was great. It's just a little cartoon meme sent along by a series of numbers. Um, come on, you remember Bob Seger's classic, uh, I Feel Like a Number? Damn it, I'm not a number, I'm a man. Sign your emails with a human name, would you? It's a cartoon, though, of a little building labeled No-Kill Pregnancy Center. And I thought that was really clever, like the no-kill animal shelters. Anybody... You know, to the left of, like, really on the right, is horrified by the kill shelters. The You know, the uh, there are millions too many cats and dogs in America right now. And many of them end up being put under because there's nobody to take care of them. We have way, way, way too many. Please get your pet spayed and neutered and or neutered. Um, but what percentage of the people who insist on no-kill shelters are pro-abortion. I think that's uh, at least a little ironic. And this, uh, moving along. Oh, uh, we were talking about that Florida State University professor who was the the guru, one of the founding fathers of the uh, critical race theory, uh, systemic racism in policing stuff, and he had all of his major papers, or virtually all of his major papers, retracted because he faked up his data. He twisted data, utterly dishonest, fired for incompetence and uh, dishonesty. Um, and again, this guy was not some sort of incidental figure in that area of academia. He was one of the super heavyweights who've influenced policy in, in you know dozens and dozens of states and influenced policy in the federal government. This guy was faking up all of his data. It's unbelievable. Uh, Henry writes, have you noticed the left always bases its ridiculous arguments on academic studies that are never challenged? I suspect a Florida professor is not the only one. In fact, in 
to my studies, all studies in race economics, oh, race economics, sociology, climate, gender, and sexual issues are 87.3% bunk. We will not be peer-reviewing that study, Henry. Too lazy. And then this. Uh, this is actually from a gentleman who signs his name first and last. And the city of his residence. We'll just say Roy in Reno. Uh, you idiots are such frauds. One question. If socialism is such a failure, why does the U.S. sanction and implement coups in the Latin American countries that implement some sort of socialism? If it naturally fails, they wouldn't need to. I would say during the Cold War, it's because these so-called uh, socialist governments were, were closely tied to um, communist regimes in the Soviet Union and, and China. Um, I suspect that you're a fan of those, sir, but that's fine. You get to be. Um, I spent upwards of seven years in Venezuela during the Chavez era, and his crime was taking political power from the elites and recovering stolen oil money from U.S. corporations. Add to that the thieves at the European banks that have seized billions in Venezuelan gold at the behest of the U.S., and any small country would fail. Finally, once again, Chavez's daughter is not the richest person in Venezuela. The owner of a uh, long company is. The reason he's not listed as the richest is most of his money is in Miami bank accounts. You, sir, are a fraud, and you are misleading your audience. No mention of sanctions when discussing Venezuela is propaganda. Congratulations, you are no better than MSNBC or CNN. All right, then. Fan of Hugo Chavez's uh, Venezuela. You know, it's actually a pretty good since I, I spent my academic career studying this sort of thing. Um, it's a pretty good example of how uh, people with legitimate uh, concerns, gripes, etc. Like, uh, you know, this gent suggesting that uh, U.S. corporations, international corporations, European banks, etc. are exploiting a resource-rich, smaller country is almost certainly true. They get the best deal they can get. Often the, the rulers of these countries are corrupt. Um, and, and so from the point of view of citizens, it's not a good deal. Well, the citizens decide we're going to have us a revolution, and they have some so-called socialists like Hugo Chavez, and nine times out of 10, 19 times out of 20, uh, the Sandinistas in Nicaragua, another good example, um, the the promises of the great egalitarian uh, utopia are realized briefly in some ways, and it seems just great. And then because human beings are human beings, have always been human beings, and will always be human beings and act more or less the same, central planning leads to rampant corruption, exploitation of the people again and their resources, and those in power who control everything get crazy, crazy rich, and the, the poor people get poor. And then there's generally another revolution with the, roughly the same life cycle. Yeah, and the U.S. sanctions haven't helped, but uh, yeah, that's why I'm interested in this stuff. Anyway, Owen to- oh, 2. Anyway, uh, people trying to govern themselves is always so interesting to me uh, and frequently troubling. Uh, on to other fare in a moment or two after a quick word from our friends at MyPillow. They're having a big sale right now on their Giza Dreams sheets. It's all about giving you a great night's sleep, and these sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza they're ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And right now, the Giza Dream sheets are at the lowest price ever. The sheets are coming in as low as twenty nine ninety eight with promo code Getty. 
The Giza Dream Sheets come in multiple colors, styles, and sizes. Now is the time to upgrade your bedding, enhance your sleep. And remember, MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Special Square to check out this sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Uh, you'll find other great deals on MyPillow products as well, only around for a short time. Again, go to MyPillow.com, look for that Radio Listener's uh, Special Square, and uh, and use the promo code Getty, G-E-T-T-Y. Uh, I definitely recommend the slides, the slippers, uh, you name it, and the in the original my pillow, which I'm a pretty big fan of. Mypillow.com, radio listeners square. Use the code Getty. Uh, oh, and the other thing about these um, these regimes, like Chavez's regime, is when an actual democratic ruler says, "Hey, we're claiming to be democratic here. I'm seeing a lot of excesses now. You've seized power. Now you're milking the country like you accuse the other people of. Uh, we're going to have a vote, right? Can we have a vote? Yeah, those people end up in jail or exiled or the, the election is Putin-style phony. So, Roy, you can... Uh, you can advocate for socialism all you want. I respectfully disagree. Uh, much more to come. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, how you doing? We're discussing irony on the One More Thing podcast, the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast. Uh, get it wherever you download podcasts. It's, it never airs. It's not part of the main radio show. Uh, yesterday's, I thought, was... Very, very funny. Actually, the last couple of days have both been quite good. Uh, so if you're not accustomed to doing that, it's only it's five to 15 minutes long, generally. Um, anyway, we were discussing irony. Uh, this is irony. Zoom is forcing their employees to come back to the office in person. <laughs> Can you set up a Zoom? Let's just Zoom. I have Zoom fatigue. <laughs> now Zoom is saying, yeah, we need you in the office. Not on Zoom. <laughs> And, and and like all sorts of companies, they are struggling, too, because the employees are saying, you know, in the parlance of our times, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, it's uh, it's the expectations game. Speaking of political theory and systems and stuff like we were last segment, once people get used to something, taking it away is a big deal. Even if they've never had it before and they only had it for like six weeks. Wait a minute, you're balancing the budget on the back of the people who depend on these payments for the last six weeks. It's just, and it's so easy to demagogue it because you convince people, yeah, yeah, what are they doing? How, how can they take that away from me? Well, you lived your entire life without it before and you seem perfectly happy, but now it's just an utter horror that you would be asked to say, uh, return to the office. But you got used to it. So that's an interesting thing. You know what? It's it's a, a market economy, at least a part of it is. And, and if folks don't want to come back, companies will decide if they're worth the trouble or not. And it'll all work out fine. Uh, next hour, I want to talk about um, the debate between Newsom and DeSantis might be falling apart. I'm Oh, I would be so disappointed. And I would much, 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 much rather have uh, DeSantis be president than Gavin Newsom. But I'm not sure Gavi's the bad guy in the uh, debate negotiations. So we'll delve into that. Also got some really good um, gender-bending madness stuff. Talked 
early in the week, I guess, about this this character whose name I never heard before. Um, Neville Roy Singham. He's an American tech zillionaire who is an avowed communist and has been sponsoring communist organizations and in particular Chinese communist uh, advocacy organizations all over the world. That's his thing. Uh, the New York Times had a sprawling piece on this guy. It was super interesting, but it, it would have taken forever to highlight it and bring you a complete version of it. So just you know, let it suffice to say that this dude sponsors pro-Chinese communist propaganda organizations all over the world, including in the United States, through an array of U.S. left-wing nonprofit groups. Some of the organizations he funds include uh, Code Pink, No Cold War, the United Community Fund, and the Justice and Education Fund. According to the New York Times, the groups have pushed progressive policies alongside pro-China talking points, such as downplaying the government's genocide against the Uyghurs. And uh, Marco Rubio got a hold of this New York Times report, which um, was remarkable in how Frank it was about the fact that a lot of left-wing groups in the U.S. are funded by the communists. Uh, not all, certainly, but a lot. Uh, Rubio said he's concerned that, quote, far-left organizations that are reportedly tied to the Communist Party are operating with impunity in the United States. Well, you ought to be concerned because they are. Uh, notably, Code Pink used to be uh, anti-exploitation of Chinese workers and the Uyghurs and the rest of it. But then their founder, former Democratic advisor and activist Jody Evans, uh, who married this guy, is now super pro-China. She now portrays the authoritarian regime as, quote, a defender of the oppressed and a model for economic growth without slavery or war. The turn came as two groups linked to Singham poured money into Code Pink's coffers to the tune of $1.4 million. This guy's a, a good, like, ideological money launderer, too. He, he funds kind of interim groups, like middlemanny groups, and then they have much, they're redwashed. They don't have uh, the communist imagery and language and stuff in their uh, description, and they hand out the money to these groups. But then they press... Uh, Chinese propaganda. All told, Singham has given hundreds of millions of dollars to a vast network of far-left nonprofits that echo Chinese government talking points, echo one another, and are echoed in turn by the Chinese state media. According to the New York Times, none of them is registered under the Foreign Agents Registration Act. This Singham character, who has, quote, long admired Maoism. Can you imagine how twisted you have to be to admire Maoism? He himself lives in China, where he, quote, works closely with the Chinese government media machine and is financing its propaganda worldwide. Um, they mention that this guy, through his money, has virtually taken over some African political parties and political organiz not uh, meetings and, and forums and that sort of thing. His poison is being spread worldwide, this American tech guy. And again, he's, he's every bit uh, the, the George Soros-type character, so it's probably worth knowing his name, Neville Roy Singham. Anyway, crazy. People who believe in communism, they amaze me. It's like going to the zoo and seeing some, some exotic beast you've never laid eyes on before. I, did. I can't even comprehend how your brain works.
Gender-bending madness continues across the fruited plain. We're fighting it. You are, too. More on that next hour. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.